afternoon, and uh, welcome to the very productive Tuesday edition of the Lori and Julia Show on My Talk 1071. Everything Entertainment. Thank you for joining us. Do we want to talk a little bit here about the Cat Video Festival? Well, I think we should. Okay. You, it's coming up. It's okay. very exciting. What can you tell us, Julia? Well, here's the deal. Okay. We're doing the Cat Video Festival again, backed by popular demand. This will be our third year, Mm -hmm. and the tickets are now on sale. We want you to mark your calendars for, I believe it's, is it Wednesday, August 8th? Yes. Correct. Um, At the CHS um, baseball field, downtown St. Paul, which is such a beautiful venue. And the tickets are just $10 in advance, and the VIP tickets are $75, which includes food, complimentary beer and wine and air conditioning and air conditioning <laughs> yeah, now that's why that's important is our first oh. year i think it was 100 degrees um humidity and 100 degrees mm-hmm. and then last year it was it was seemed uh, perfect weather i think and then this year who knows tbd but then um when you get your tickets at mytalk1071.com keyword cat a dollar from every ticket goes to feline rescue that's mm-hmm. a big deal yeah. also new this year You're burying the lead I know. This yeah, is the new thing. The, lead, oh. the new exciting mm-hmm. thing. Yeah. Why don't you tell everyone, okay. Lori? It is live kitten camp, people. It's so cute. Lori and I just were watching it. There are seven four week old babies and their mama live on stream 24 7 playing around and around and around. And it will make you want to get a cat if you don't have a cat or rescue a kitten. They're darling. They're absolutely and you and darling. I are not the biggest cat lovers, no. but we love kittens. We love a kitty. They are and so, so cute. They are really adorable. And you just click on yeah. the cat, um, just go keyword cats, and they're it'll like all link. A, they're like in a cat plexiglass playroom. I know. cat mm-hmm. playroom. Mm-hmm. Yes, irresistible. They're so darling. Yep. Yeah. Oh, the kitties. So anyway, we hope you join us. It's always fun. I mean, we see so many families. Um, there's some fun games there. There's some there are a ton of different well, things well, always the, are going on. You know, fireworks. Music. Yeah. Music. Fireworks. Yeah. It's a blast. Okay. It is fun. Uh-huh. We and reluctantly were like, oh, why are they making us do this that first year? I was mostly mad because my Mavericks tickets I had to give up. Yeah. And then it just turned out to just be an absolute blast. It's so fun. And yeah. one of my favorites are the people that dress up, you know, in kitten costumes, you oh, know, yeah. with the makeup. Like me and or you. Yeah. We mm-hmm. had ears, I think, one year. I think we did. We did. No, but- Marley always dresses up. Yeah. Mm. She yeah. did, but watching yeah. some of the people that came, it was fun. So we hope you join us again, $10 in advance. We hope that happens. Now, do you want to know um, about the shoplifting lip- squirrel? <laughs> Not really. Quite. In fact, well, I'm quite no. sure I don't okay. want to know about the shoplifting later, squirrel. Maybe? But now that you've gotten everybody on the I've edge of their seats, tell you, you're going to have to tell uh, us. There's um, a shoplifting squirrel caught on camera stealing peanut M&Ms at a shop in Disney World. A video was taken at the Magic Kingdom show. The squirrel tearing through the candy shelves, giving more and then being shooed away, but not before dragging the bag the size of his body with him. Uh, Brenna Bradshaw posted the cute video. She's already had over a million views of the oh, shoplifting squirrel. My word. Mm-hmm. Squirrels are very industrious. They are. Mm-hmm. They are. Remember when Casey was on his squirrel mission mm-hmm. after the motorcycle accident? And I thought he was relocating squirrels to the bank of the Mississippi. As he was. He wasn't doing that. He As wasn't he was. Doing that. No. He was catching and releasing okay. them, wasn't he? No, I kept telling him, no. you're breaking up little squirrel families. <laughs> And he said, no, no, if they need to find their way back, they'll find their way back from the Mississippis. So uh, anyway, the only animal thing that's happening right now is, you know, Buttercup is stocking. Butter Patch. 
but a patch is stalking. The killer cat is on the loose and has been in my yard at dusk and in the early morning. So just like an alligator or just like some of these other animals that hunt the at dusk and dawn. The bunnies are afraid to come out at dusk and dawn. Uh, well, I hope they're staying in their little their little bed wherever it is mm-hmm. because I am once again the neighbors are seeing me in my satin robe uh, as I come running out. Buttercup, get out of my yard! No, I yell with your broom. Shoo, get, get, shoo, because that's get. what the wow. cats understand. Yeah. yeah. Well, let me tell you, when I bang the door, that thing sh- takes off. Oh yeah, they take off running. Might I might add, like a small cat, like cheetah, because this is a cheetah. It's a. Um, we already know it's the it's the some um, kind of a cat that looks very, very like Garfield. It's the Garfield cat. No, 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 Julie. This is some kind of an African cat. It's not one we've that's t- against the law. How can you not think of the name? We've had people call in. We've named it. Julia, it's a killer cat, and it looks very much bang- like the cheetah that I saw stalking yes, prey a, a in the cat. Serengeti. A bangle cat. That's yes, the name of it. Cat, yeah. yeah, and it really seriously. I mean, Butter Patch really should. I should get a video. Someone should take a video of me chasing Butter Patch. Why don't you for do the it? Cat video festival. A lot of people turn that video on selfie yeah. and they self video. And Lori, instead of calling a camera crew over to get a half a second video, Julia, can you come by and film me getting Buttercup? Um, someone should do it. And she looks at me. Do you want to know? Last year at a little, uh, um, you know gathering a little happy hour gathering at butter patch's mom's house okay that i thought it was that, buttercup okay it's about butter patch okay I, I call it butter i get it mixed up but it is sure. butter patch okay that that killer cat they have a like a little uh juliet balcony mm-hmm. the um, favorite kind where you can just open the windows it's just tiny yeah. it's just tiny and what is the killer cat doing while watching people the prey. are standing right below it on the deck and there's Maybe a couple of little dogs, like ready to pounce, pounce in the position with the tail up. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, the sneer. This is why Ever I'm afraid vigilant. of cats. The sneer. Oh yeah, <laughs> doing yeah. its job. And I said, I said, my gosh, look at your cat. He's ready to jump on one of us. And they said, oh, you should see the things that Butter Patch brings home. <laughs> they do. Yes. They do. Their tummies are yes. full. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. so I said, okay, so no one's worried about the little poodle or the little, the little Yorkie. Butter Patch is not going to bring those home. I'm just saying that right. the instincts were there. The <laughs> fur just... was on end and the teeth were in the thing. In the, in the pr- in pouncing the position, position. And the tail. And I think, you know, maybe Butter Patch realized that I don't know. Can a cat jump twelve feet? I Not feel like really. they can. I I would put nothing past a cat. I know, Donnie. Seriously, they're amazing. I, they could if they had something yeah. to land on. Yes. So I immediately stepped away from the princess balcony. Well, I would too. Yeah, I went and helped myself to some more wine or there whatever was right. being served. And right, I just thought, yeah, I'm staying away from that cat. You know, we have flying squirrels at our cabin, mm. and they're product they're protected. Is in the great right? state of Wisconsin. Yeah. Well, mm-hmm. well, so that's an interesting. Do they eat like mosquitoes and stuff like a bat? They, I they don't do anything except for leave me surprises <laughs> and rumble around from time to time in the 11 a.m. And, and 11 p.m. and 4 a.m. in the ceiling. 
they've just come back. There was a little patch that we had patched up on this on the roof. Oh, they're inside your cabin. They like to get in. Oh. So I said our little four-legged friends are back, and so we have to call the squirrel catcher. Oh, and it's oh, a catch yeah. and relief thing because yeah. they're protected. Yeah, mm-hmm. they really are. Oh, no, I get it. Oh yeah, okay. they catch like they just trap it. They do. Like Casey was doing. Yeah, it. trap it and take it away. Yeah. And it's all done when they're there. Yeah. Somehow they know exactly. How would anybody know if they did do something? Well, you don't hear the. No, but how would anyone know if anyone did anything to the protected flying squirrel? I'm just saying. Oh, they wear the a camera. Catcher. They wear, they wear the squirrel cam, Lori. Yeah. <laughs> body cam. Lori, yeah. you need a butter patch yeah, camera. So. That's, that's, that's what, what needs to be out there. I knew. I need I to know. set up something. Because remember the owls in the tree. What was the early issue with butter patch? Didn't you have an owl in your tree? At the beginning of the year, or we were trying to keep... Oh, the woodpecker. The woodpecker. The woodpecker. Yes. Did the woodpecker the wood, go away? Yes. Mating season's over for yes, the woodies. Yes, and it was that lady or whoever emailed us was right. It was pecking out a, a woodpecker love song. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, it, and that's how they that. mate, Lori. <laughs> right. Instead of pecking out a hole for someone to live in, they peck out a song? Yes. Stop. That's what somebody told us. We did hear that. It's we, just that a mating call. We, we peck, 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 that. peck. But yes. I mean, it's mm-hmm. still like it was hard and fast and very furious. Yeah, I bet it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, their names are Woody. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And right. Pecker. Mm-hmm. Oh, there you go. Oh, we are lame. Listen, we come back. It's our story. We can't get enough. Uh, Pat Benatar. Someone reminded us, Carrie, thank you, that Pat Benatar is going to be at the zoo tonight. And she pretty much comes to the zoo every year. I love her cover of this. Uh, I do, too. Yeah, I need to love her. John Cougar Mellencamp is Johnny Judy Cougar. Likes to yeah. John, Johnny Cougar Mellencamp. Did he make it yeah. a hit first and then she covered it's it? It's his yes. song. It is his yeah. song, yeah. It's totally yeah. his song. Anyway, but I like Pat Benatar. So have fun at the zoo tonight. That's such... A great place to see music. I think oh. I'm going in a couple of weeks to Buddy Guy. You're, oh, you're going to have fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so, you know, we just alluded to this yesterday, but Julia, you were um, on vacation on Thursday, May 31st. Yes, When I the was. photos broke of Justin Thoreau and Emma Stone in a, in a private cabana at the Eden Rock Hotel in the south of France. And they'd all... All the Louis Vuitton spokespeople had been together. There were like seven. Emma Stone is a face of Louis Vuitton. Justin Thoreau, some other people. Everyone else had left. Mm. And then these two stayed on. But they... They stayed on and they stayed on in a private cabana, which means they're individual villas. It's like it's like the villas at the Beverly Hills hotels. Yes, it's mm-hmm. it's for romance. It's they for are privacy. One hundred percent paparazzi with a long telephoto lens. Mm-hmm. Got Swooped them, in. and I the, the two of them were so pale. I said they need one thousand SPF. It was blinding how <laughs> well how right. alabaster yeah. the bo- the both of them were. Even though the time we saw him at the SAG Awards, he, he had a tanner. lovely spray on tan. He did. But we had been talking about them because at the Met Gala, after the Met Gala at Rihanna's party, Justin Thoreau went and met Emma Stone there, but they're just friends because they worked on this TV show together. And then she made an appearance with Andrew Garfield to tamper that down. So but they, that's right. They filmed this uh, something for Netflix called Maniac. Yeah. All last year. Now they're bath back both in new york at Mm -hmm. the same time and they're just spending too much time together for it to be just friends 
information. And so now Jennifer Aniston is left with her, the chattering people that know her going to Star Magazine and, you know, saying now Jennifer has to wonder if this is whose pants uh, Justin Theroux's been in while, you know, his boots were in someone else's bed, under someone else's bed. While they were married. That's right. Okay, and so the maniac was filming for the last year of their marriage. Yes. Oh, my dear. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I thought Jennifer Aniston, I don't know what the relationship is between Jennifer Aniston and, May, and Emma Stone, but I feel like for some reason they were involved in something together or they no, were friends. They just were Hollywood friends and oh, had Hollywood. photos okay. taken of each other. Okay. But um, it's it, they're not they're not fooling anyone. OK, and now they're both happen to be in New York together and. Um, I don't know if I really believe that Jennifer Aniston is that upset about it. I, don't I think, think she, she had an idea. Well, well, I don't know. Well, she's n- again. Well, the tabloids loved the narrative because remember, Justin Thoreau got involved with Jennifer Aniston, then set up the dump with his girlfriend of 14 years, Heidi Bivens, right. and went right to Jennifer Aniston. Mm-hmm. This is sort of his maybe M.O., but I don't like the tabloid narrative or jennifer's dumped for the younger woman she's betrayed she's humiliating i think she's just living her happy life with her girlfriend and her dogs and is like going, i can't believe i i i i married him in an orgasmic haze yes she did mm-hmm. but yes. they were together but they were for, seven years yeah so so she really didn't but um not I an think, orgasmic no haze, you're right it wasn't she enough looks happier now that they're not together she looks like she's eating I mean, just a little bit, you know, enough that she doesn't look gaunt. She does look happier. She looks carefree. She's having fun with her girlfriends. Yeah. So anyway, Emma Stone can do better than Justin Theroux. Of course she can. And so maybe though this is just like the older man, edgy fling, you know, she's... Hey, it's Mike, and I'm so excited to tell you about Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. We're all busy, and with Factor, eating fresh, never frozen, chef-crafted meals has never been simpler. Two minutes is all you need to heat and eat wherever you are. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals each week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash LJPod50 and use code LJPod50 to get 50% off. That's code LJPod50 at factormeals.com slash LJPod50 to get 50% off. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. It's going to kind of be with him and she fell. She has a, f- a thing for falling for co-stars. She's not that experienced. You know, she dated Andrew Garfield because she's 28. She was with him for four years. I, she was. Yeah. yeah. And I don't know who else she's really dated. 
I love Emma Stone. I she can do better as mm-hmm. as well as J Lo can do better than yeah. being with the cheater. So we don't. I don't really believe that she feels humiliated. I think she's mm-hmm. quite glad. But I do think there's something. Star Magazine wants us to believe that. But there's something going on with Emma and Justin. No doubt. Oh about yeah. It. Yeah. Certainly a weird sounding show they got coming out. Maniac. Well, I'm What's reading it about? about it. Well, it's it's a comedy. Apparently, it, it's from Norway. The. <laughs> It's told from the perspective of two back-and-forth narratives. Get this. One dealing with a patient in a mental asylum and another set in the patient's internal fantasy world. Now, the patient was rendered... Okay, over- what does this sound like? So I Legend. think Legends. Or Legion. Legion. Yeah, 100%. Legion. 100%. So I think Legions. Jonah Hill plays the slightly overweight and lazy guy in the real world, and Justin Thoreau is his self-created version in his fantasy world where he's wealthy and heroic. Yeah, this sounds like Legion. Maybe. It totally with, does. Yeah. yeah. It, it just, totally does, doesn't it? Yep, totally. With the no. whole, which I is anyone watching that show? Legion? No, no, no. no I dropped out last year. It was too weird for me. Yeah, yeah. it was kind of weird. Yeah, and he, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. can't do it. Well, okay, Jennifer. Okay, Aniston. she'll be fine. She'll be. Who do you she'll think she'll be with at some point? I would love her to date Keanu Reeves. <sighs> I've told you this before. I know, but Keanu Reeves is—is is there any truth to him and Halle Berry? They're filming John Wick 3 together. Well, something could happen. Well, yes, absolutely. Something could happen. But he's been around Hollywood long enough that, um, I don't know. Yep. He's too much of a non-publicity guy to be with someone who's... very thirsty. Right. But even for Jennifer um, Aniston, she's too much... I wonder if her star is fading a little bit and the paparazzi don't haunt her like they used to, but for, for Keanu Reeves... I think she sells pictures, okay. and that's why she keeps... Yeah, no, they, they don't... Yeah, I think so. Okay. All right, so let's get to the big one, the All Beckhams. Right, the Beckhams. All right, They're so... Living Separate Lives, Julia. Oh, dear. Mm-hmm. Now, there's a song, Living Separate Lives, but I'm not going to sing it for you. Mm-hmm. Okay, so we had heard that... Well, the Sun um, did a huge story on these two. And this is a UK paper. Yeah. And basically, the gist of it is... Is that uh, he is in on this Miami soccer team, so he's in Miami all the time. Yep. And here's the, th- I'll make a little parallel between David Beckham and Justin Thoreau. He's the Justin Thoreau in the relationship because nobody knew who the hell David Beckham was till he married Posh Spice. Oh, I disagree 100%. No, no. He was the soccer. No. Lori? But he was just a, he would have only been known in soccer. He and, exploded. And in, and in Europe, not really right, in this but country. He, he became worldwide yeah. famous because He dated a married Spice Girl. That's All right, right fine. But he was well known in FIFA. I know, but he was yes. just FIFA. Then he became internationally known. So I'm just saying that maybe he's playing around in Miami and maybe Posh has a reason to be he, he was upset with him. To be playing around in Spain That's like about right. seven years ago. How many times can a... Now trend has emerged. This is the My Talk Now trending report. What's happening right now? Now, now? A local trend sweeping the Twin Cities is a raccoon. A molted brown raccoon has managed to climb 20 stories of a downtown building in St. Paul this afternoon. Uh, specifically, the building it climbed is the UBS Tower. 20 stories that raccoon it is an ongoing story we will keep you developed or uh, updated with the latest developments he's uh, taking a nap on a ledge on the 22nd floor he's very tired yes all right it's a hopefully, sweet photo of him napping there well hopefully the raccoon is rescued and we will be safe okay. also the warrior parade trending the golden state warriors are having their nba championship victory parade in oakland today it's the team's third nba title in four years congratulations also trending in the world of 
gaming everything Nintendo, including the Nintendo Switch console, because the upcoming Super Smash Brothers game for that console, called Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, will feature literally every fighter that's ever been playable in the history of the Mario Brothers universe. Very exciting. That's what's trending here at my talk. And here is your forecast. Clouds will be on the decrease tonight. 57 for the low. Another... uh Nice day coming up tomorrow. Should be sunny right around 80 for your high. Right now, it's uh, it's overcast with 77 at my talk. Now you know what we know. See more at my talk. Tonight, not trying to trade up. If we don't find money, then what we got, honey, is just enough. We got some rich love. Hey, everybody. Thanks for hanging out with us. We are so happy to have a returning novelist, Jessica Nolas, with us. And she wrote uh, the book, The Lucky, Luckiest Girl Alive, which we had you on, I think, about a year ago, Jessica. Oh, yeah. Well, maybe a little longer a little ago. Longer? Uh, the, yeah, the paperback came out two years ago, and the okay. hardcover came out three. But three. All yeah. right. It felt like just last year, because it was really one yeah. of our favorite books, Luckiest Girl Alive, and we were so Thank excited. You. We read about that it was going to be a movie. And Has um, that started? Uh, well, there's always stuff going on with it. We're in the, you know, in kind of talk to the director right now so you know okay. they have the script and yeah it's yeah. moving along How exciting okay so your latest book your second book which is equally uh entertaining oh. and uh, delicious and just amazing is called the favorite sister and we would love it if you could give the setup of uh this very dazzling book Sure. Uh, Thank you for that. It's Mm -hmm. about uh, five women who live in New York City um, who compete on a reality TV show that's sort of like a cross between The Real Housewives and Shark Tank. And you know on the first page that the fan favorite has uh, has been murdered, but you don't know who did it um, and you don't know why. And it quickly becomes apparent that any of her cast members, um, including her own sister, may have motive. It's so good. Mm-hmm. It's Thank so you. deliciously good. And then, you know, you go back and forth by who the narrator is. Yeah, who's telling the story. Who's telling the story. It's so good. Neither of us, We ha- I have like about... I have 30 pages I left. Have, so I have like 40 I'm on, pages. I'm right on the... Cu- we're both on the cusp yes. of the cliff- cliffhanger and finding out we deliberately did not want to be finished because then we can't um, spoil anything if we don't know. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how did you, I mean, you know, it had been, like you said, you know, three years since your last book came out in hardcover. Was yeah. this was this something that you always wanted to write about, or what was your inspiration for writing The Favorite Sister? Well, I, you know, I, it was, the my last book came out three years ago, um, and I was really kind of stuck on what I wanted my second book to be about. I also took on, you know, too many other projects um, between writing Luckiest Girl and writing this one. So, and I moved across the country and I was really tapped out uh, kind of creatively and emotionally and all these different things. And um, I'm a huge reality TV show fan, especially of The Housewives. (laughs) And one day I was with a friend and we just decided to like go back and watch one of the first seasons of Housewives, the New York franchise. And I was really struck 
by how emotionally invested I was in the friendship between Bethany Frankel and Jill Zarin. Same, same. Yeah, and how heartbroken I was when it started to unravel. Um, And I kind of realized, like, there's, like, a lot of, like, built, there's, like, a built-in plot here. There's, like, built-in grudges, resentments, like, real love for each other. And it felt like it would, it was a, you know, setting that would lend itself very well um, to a novel. And you're right, because one of the things that I think intrigues anyone who enjoys reality TV is that you it is like fun to just get involved, even though we might be side eyeing some of the stuff and we think, are they doing this for a storyline? But we only think that now because we know a little bit more about exactly. how reality TV, but it's like, do the people change after the first season? Because how do you not become a narcissist being a star in reality TV? Yeah, I mean, definitely. And I think uh, one of the things about that also intrigued me about this world is like anyone, you can't really trust anyone in these worlds because you don't know anymore, you know, what, what they consider reality, what their motives are, you know, nothing feels pure, nothing feels like trustworthy. Um, and so it's a very, they have kind of a very, the characters have a slippery grasp on reality. And when you want to write a book that has tension and intrigue and murder and all of that, like you need those types of narrator, narrators in it. And did you and, do some um, research as far as like, you know, kind of how they work it on the producing side, you know, having the so-called martini shot yeah. the end of the day, you know, did you do some, um, because you're, you know, you wrote for, you know, Cosmo and Self, so you you know how to investigate stories and, mm-hmm. and tell them. So did you do some of that? I did. I did do um, a fair amount of research. Surprisingly, um, people in the reality TV world are very tight-lipped, um, and they do not. It was hard to get people to talk, really? and they do not let people on set because it... It disrupts the feeling of reality. Right. It feels like there's this whole kind of camera crew and, you know, people, you know, people are yeah. watching and whatever. I, you know, I don't know. I was able to talk to an agent um, for some of these reality TV stars. I was able to talk to an editor on Keeping Up with the Kardashians, though that was less about getting, like, getting them to spill the tea and more about, okay, like when do you shoot the confessionals versus when you shoot the kind of action. So there were, I was able to get people to talk about the logistics of things, but because I am such a big fan and I do read all the blogs and I listen to the podcast recaps and like I get really down and dirty in the comment sections too, because people are always down there like speculating, like I heard this and I heard that. Um, So I got a lot, a lot of ideas from the comment sections as well. That's great. I just, I love Well, and also what you explore, like, you know, with Brett, you know, who's, you know, heavier and you explore race. I mean, you do have a lot that's that's in this that does um, resonate with people on a lot of different different levels. I mean, we've just not been able to put the favorite sister down it's really it's, it's so, so good. good thank you it's so good <laughs> was that deliberate though with you know you wanted to maybe highlight race and uh color and it's, lesbian and you know did you want to like like well, almost more I've, like a reality show that isn't really there yeah it's not it's you know the reality show is not something that we actually have on our the yeah. reality show i created in the book is not something that we actually have on our tv screens but they could it's a good um, idea 
Yeah, exactly. Um, my thinking behind that really was that, like, I adapted my first book into a screenplay, and then from there got a few other screenwriting jobs. And none of the projects that I took on, um, they were all either it was an adaptation of my own novel or it was adaptations of other people's books. And there were no roles written for people of color, uh, for people who were members of the LGBTQ Mm -hmm. community, who had different physicality. And at the same time, I was reading a lot about the need for more representation on screen and thinking, well, like, I'm not doing anything to contribute. I'm a storyteller. I'm a content creator, but I'm not doing my part to to contribute there. So um, when I wrote my second book, of course, hoping that it would get an adaptation in some form, um, which it is going to get, and I'm hoping to be able to share that news. Oh, good. Soon, um, but I I wanted the adaptation to be more inclusive in terms of the types of roles and the types of lives that it would explore. And I really wanted to push myself and, you know, get, get into the minds of women who've lived different lives than me, who have had different experiences than I've had. Um, because my first book really was like based so much on my own experiences. Right. Yes. This this is just so it's a page turner. It's a great summer read. Now tell us it's called the favorite Mm -hmm. sister. Jessica Knoll. Are any of the, um, do we just have to guess which real life reality stars or might be inspired? by a couple of the fictional ones? Yeah, I mean, I always say, like, you don't have to watch reality TV to enjoy the book, Um, but if you do watch, you should be able to recognize, like, some... Some characters, mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. like some of the characters are like amalgams of like different various housewives. But you know, to the seasoned viewer, they 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 will be able to know just by Lori. Yeah, well, Lori watches every housewife. Well, I I see there's shades of uh, Mar- uh, Ramona and the Countess. Um, yeah. With the one chick who's the big drinker. Right. Um, and is very elusive with what she shows and wants to only present, mm-hmm. you know, the pretty facade of um, perfection. Right. You know, so there are, because there are stereotypes. Jessica, did you watch that show on Lifetime, Unreal? Yes, I oh, love Unreal. Obsessed. Yeah. We're obsessed. Yeah, yeah, because I feel like, um, you know, that it also is a story that sort of sheds light on... The Bachelorette well, series. Yeah, and what does it mean to just, like, really lay out your life like this? Right, right, yes. And I think that, I think one of the most interesting things... Um, as you watch is like that these women kind of harden into um, these, like their identities harden in a way when you watch the first seasons of the show, they're much softer, they're much more reasoned, they're much more logical. And it's fascinating to me what several seasons on a show will do to a person. And I'm always fascinated, like when the cameras aren't rolling, like, is this just who they are now or mm-hmm. do they, you know, like that was like something I wanted to explore in this book because it just, it just seemed like to me, like so compelling, like who are these people when the cameras stop rolling? Like, is this really who they are now, you know, or yeah. like, are they acting? You and know? you can so feel I, that. Yeah, you can because, feel that like when the you, race to find a storyline, the race for age, you yeah. know, and things mm-hmm. like that. The I pressure. Mean, I think of like what you said about the Jill Zarin and Bethany Frankel. And, oh. you know, I think Jill Zarin, people just turned away from her. Andy didn't have any choice to recast her because she was just a nut about that fight. It made mm-hmm. no sense. 
Yeah, and I think she was also trying to produce a little. Yeah. And, you know, I'd always heard that she um, enlisted the other women to not film with Bethany, which uh, is something that we see happen yes. in the book as well. Stephanie enlists the other cast members not to film with Brett, um, and that really blew up in her face. And, um, and yeah, so yeah, I, all over the years, I've been kind of like storing these these little, like, you know, behind the scenes, like rumors I've read about or heard about, and they served me well in creating this story. It's, it's, it's really good. Okay. So we'll wait to hear about probably Reese Witherspoon adapting the favorite sister, (laughs) and it's going to be the next big little eyes on HBO. And then is the movie, um, for the, um, Luckiest Girl Alive, is that going to be a movie? That's a movie. Okay, um, that is a movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Such a good book. It's such a treat talking to you, Jessica. Congratulations on all your Thank success. You. The favorite so sister. Much. We've got a couple copies if you call us yep. at 651-641-1071. Um, delightful. What do we got when we're coming back? Oh, uh, When we come back, uh, Madonna's house in uh, Beverly Hills is for sale. <clears throat> we only need $35 million, people. Every rose has its thorn. Just like every cowboy sings a sad, sad song. Every rose has its thorn. Yeah, so did I. It's very good. What are we giving it a four out of five? Yeah, I'm giving it a four out of yep. five. Me too. Um, yeah, I think the. The Jessica, you know, she was the she was the gal a couple of weeks ago made the news because she was on some show and she said, "I want to be rich," and I'm not sorry about it. And I, people like clutch their pearls. They're like, I, "What?" Finally, I like, love that she was honest. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, um, but she's really cute, and that's pretty exciting that her first book, which I know you didn't, I didn't read it. I have it, and it's about this I, New York girl who runs running. away to Miami. Oh, okay. She's engaged to a guy that everyone thinks she should get. I can see that being a movie, and just like I can see the, the favorite sister being better as a limited series. Right. Yes. This you would know, have to be more. The other one yes. I could see being a movie, and um, I guess I it felt like she was only on like a year ago. No, it was three, three years. years ago. She well, said, yeah. that's how th- that well, book stuck a... out in my mind yeah, because the luckiest girl alive. It had a black rose on the cover. Yeah, it was a great cover, and this great. cover is great too. Mm-hmm. Okay, so slash slash really. Uh, he is Remind so people who he is. Slash from Guns N' Roses. All right. Julia. Well, yeah. I always ask because I forget I what band he's from. Mm-hmm. But you played Poison, not Guns N' Roses. Donnie, oh, right, yeah. Donnie the DJ forgot mm-hmm. what yeah. band oh, They all sound from. the same to me. No, Donnie. No, not. I'm kidding. No. They okay, don't. So, I made a mistake. Slash curly hair, top hat. I know, listen to Donnie. <laughs> I know, he's all happy. I'm like, Donnie? why is he playing Poison I, for I, Slash? I, I, that's I, hysterical because you said I played this for Slash. Oh, that's so funny. Okay, so he is so desperate to move on from his estranged wife, he has asked a judge to sign off on a settlement from that would entitle Perla Farrar. Donnie, look up and see how long they've been married. Okay. So that he, he wants to just give her six point six million and just call it a day. And call it a day. He's <laughs> gonna pay her this is why you get a prenup, okay? Listen, yes. They must have been married. I don't know. Donnie's gonna look it up. Yep. He's gonna pay her a hundred thousand a month. 
And spousal oh, support. For how long? Until oh, she dies? Stop it. Or remarries? She'll never remarry. $100,000 a month? Mm-hmm. <gasps> and with a $6.6 million equalization payment. So they must have done the math on mm. how old she is. So she can either take the 6.6 the lump sum now or, or like a lottery. And in turn, he gets to keep all of his interest in his guitars, instruments, companies, and Guns N' Roses residuals. She will get to keep three different cars. They've been married since 2001. So not yeah. even that long, 17 years. 17 years. And, and he appealed to a judge at the time that he was never legally married to yes, her. Yes, he accused her of bigamy so, in 2016. Yeah. Uh, he filed for divorce in 2014, so four years ago. and um, They can't settle. No, so he's given a right nurse $6.6 million check if she wants. He also agreed to um, give her primary custody because that's what they've been fighting about. And he's going to pay her $39,000 per month in child support. That's that's $140,000 a month. No, no, no. Well, the $100,000 a month if she took that. If she took it. And so the kids are 15 and 13. And, um, and then his sons will get a 1.8% of his income until 2036. So he's serious, <sighs> seriously wow. wants to be done with Perla. But the bigamy thing didn't stick. He couldn't find the marriage certificate. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love that story. Wow. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. So, whoa. He, Who knows? This is why they... people encourage people with assets to do prenups. No kidding. Mm-hmm. If you have them going in. Yeah. And I remember when these two got married. She's um, 43. He's 52. So she's not that much no. younger. But I, I think they got married like at the Beverly Hills Hotel. They had like a way over the top wedding. Mm. And I almost feel like it might have been featured on a reality show that I might have watched with Carmen Electra and Dave Navarro. I remember that <laughs> reality show. <sighs> I remember that okay. one. So Donnie posted this today. Madonna's uh, mansion that she owned in 90210 zip code in Beverly Hills. That she lived there for 10 years. It's for sale and you can have it, um, material girls or guys, for $35 million. It's pretty fancy. Nine bedrooms, hmm. 10 baths, What's four and a half What's the location right in Beverly Hills? Right, Bel Air. Yeah. Oh, a perfect location, Bel close Air. to the 405, close to um, downtown Beverly Hills. Yeah, it's perfect. Recording studio, yeah. pool, tennis court. So perfect. 10 baths and then the four half bathrooms. Because, of course, no one shall soil in another place. No. You know, these are for guests. These are for that. So, you, know, you know, theater, the home theater, the... Really lovely. Oh my mm-hmm. gosh. Mm-hmm. Small place. Let's, you know, if everyone went in on it together, yeah, right. <laughs> Still good we could each it. get a day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you feel mm-hmm. about Paul McCartney doing carpool, carpool karaoke with James Corden? I'm surprised you know, it took this long. Yeah, right. well, I know it. <laughs> Seriously. I know, but he, James Corden, I, I like this idea. I have to admit, I, I've been burnt out on it. I haven't seen myself. Going. You didn't watch the one with Sean Mendez. No, mm. I'm. Uh, you You'll know, watch the one you with know Paul my attention span. I will because it's in Liverpool, yeah. and I. But I like still watching his show. I just don't care that much about carpool karaoke. It's lost its glitter. Okay, for me, fair enough. Mm-hmm. But we'll watch uh, Paul McCartney's Of issue. course. Yeah. Of course. I guess people were mad at Eminem and Bonnaroo this weekend. He was the headline on Saturday Why? night. In one of his songs, uh, Gunfire. And Is Pete, this from his new album? Well, he's had, I think, Gunfire sounds in the back of his 
you oh, know, songs oh, before. Gunfire. Yes, yes, gunfire. Gunfire. As part of the sound or, you right. know, the mix or whatever. And people were freaking out because they thought it was real. Oh, and my Bonner God. And was, you know, real super hippy-dippy yeah. and whatever. So people were all upset. But I was kind of thinking, I thought, I don't know. I think he's had, like, sound effects in his songs before well we're a lot more sensitive to it now yeah, absolutely right. so and then mm. the the radio music festival that julia and i are going to they've yes. added some more people let's discuss uh, it's in Fleetwood september Mac, mariah carey i think we knew that one panic at the disco kelly clarkson sean mendez justin timberlake sam smith which we've seen him before carrie underwood which mm-hmm. we've not seen mm-hmm. kygo leonard skinnard i'm Whoa. excited about that one leonard skinnard <laughs> uh-huh. that is hysterical and logic I'm excited. Mm-hmm. That's going to be a good, good one. Yeah. Good one. Well, all right, well, kids, we'll be back. We've got a very funny story about Alicia Silverstone and her son. And Don't Clueless. give it away. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.